0: Ah, a fine day on the radio waves. Out here, there be no pirates, only the greatest of alternative music. Oh, my ship? She's the WRFL Lexington, of course. The grandest and most amazing ship ever designed. She'll sail knots around those old corporatized ships. We're free as birds aboard her. Now, Hoist the mainsail, and we'll cast off our shackles of terrible music and find something truly inspiring to listen to. The following program contains views, ideas, and opinions that have been produced by the host DJ and their guests and are not reflective of the views of WRFL or its underwriters. For questions, comments, or concerns, please email programming at wrfl.fm.
1: Hello, and welcome to Lex Talk, a show designed to foster community in Lexington, Kentucky, during these crazy distanced pandemic times by exploring some of Lex's quirks and answering some commonly asked questions. Today's show is about a cup of Commonwealth, a local coffee shop that's near and dear to my heart. That has the mission to embrace community, serve others, and create culture. Full disclosure, I've been working there since October last year and it's been one of the absolute best, most community-centered workplaces I've ever experienced with plenty of daily shenanigans from staff and customers. I've I've lured three CUP veteran staff members here to talk about what CUP means to them and maybe reveal its deepest, darkest secrets or sing a song or whatever ends up happening. So, Jake, Emma, and Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Uh, Yeah, we're glad to be here. Yeah, Yeah. I'm super excited. Um, It's great working with these people, and they, as I said, are veteran staff members, so they've got a lot of knowledge about what makes CUP a cool place to, to work and a cool part of the community. So, could each of you restate your name, your official position at CUP, how long you've been working there and for a little bit of spice, what your favorite beverages.
2: My name is Alex Canada and I'm the director of community engagement and customer experience. Um, I have been working at CUP for almost seven years um, at the end of April. And um, I uh spite uh, <laughs> a favorite coffee beverage it definitely depends on the day but probably the two things I go to the most often besides just like a black coffee would be our cold brew which is one of my favorites um that I've tasted and then also a classic cappuccino
1: nice so,
2: was that all my questions
1: yes oh how long <laughs> you've been working at cup what? as well yeah, I threw, I almost threw a lot at you.
2: Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Almost seven years. And Zach, who uh, is also um, works with us, is he's my work twin. So we started on the same day, April 28th, 2014. And it's been a
1: blast and a half ever since. Awesome. All right, Emma and Jake, who are in the same Zoom screen right now because they are engaged, so they can be near each other. <laughs> <laughs> Um my name is Emma Crawford. I'm the
3: general manager of the four locations. So we have two a cup of Commonwealth's in Lexington and then we have a chocolate hauler in Lexington and then a chocolate hauler in Georgetown. Um, I've been with the company for four years now um, so quite some time but not quite as long as Alex um, My favorite coffee drink is probably similar to Alex, just a classic light roast if I'm going espresso, maybe a cortado. Nice. And if I'm wanting to go no coffee, I really love a sparkling vanilla limeade.
1: I should have known asking beverage specialists that this would not be a one answer kind of question. Yeah, it's not easy at all. It's like, let's just tell them the whole
0: menu.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) And then uh, my name's Jake. I'm the Wholesale and Training Manager for Magic Beans. Um, so I work not only with the roaster, making sure the coffee's obviously well roasted, packaged and delivered, um, but I also work with the different um, shops in a cup Commonwealth, making sure that you know I'm meeting all of the training needs for them. Um, I've been with the company for four years now. and my favorite coffee drinks since everyone's doing multiple is uh, regular coffee um, regular espresso. And I really have been enjoying, um, sipping chocolates from Chocolate Holler with, uh, loads of espresso in them. Um, it's definitely not really like a special coffee drink, but it's putting coffee in chocolate and there's nothing better than that.
1: Beautiful. Jake, what is your tolerance like for coffee, for caffeinated beverages?
0: I'm so glad you asked. So today I had maybe five cups of coffee. And oh um, I could still probably nap through most of today. <laughs> so
1: that
3: is it's, impressive it's, and it's a little very, worrying.
0: Uh, yes, yes.
3: But I feel like you don't usually drink that much coffee in my day.
0: Yeah. So we do like trainings where I have to like teach people how to work the bar, like the espresso machines. And that one, um, that's probably the most coffee I'll drink ever in my life, hopefully at a given time. Cause it's like two hours specifically of like, this is what espresso tastes like. So yes. it's, it's like maybe 13 to 20 shots of espresso during that time.
1: Yes.
2: It Do, can you confirm. Have- Do you not even have like jitters? I feel like I would definitely have jitters.
0: Yeah, so if I don't drink water, um, it is definitely quite an experience. I shouldn't drive. Um, I shouldn't, yeah, I shouldn't be allowed to drive for three hours.
3: I drank, like, seven ounces of cold brew yesterday and was
1: shaking for two hours. I cold brew really will hard. do that.
0: Yeah. No, cold brew is just like
1: that. I used to think that I couldn't drink coffee because I'd only get cold brews, and I didn't understand that that was far more intense than regular coffees. So thanks, yeah, CUP, for the knowledge. Yeah. Well, it can confirm that you drink a lot of coffee during training. Um, I realize I didn't introduce myself, so my name's Bree. And uh, I've to put it in perspective, I've only been working at CUP since October last year, when Jake did my trainings and we drank a lot of coffee. And at one point, I had to lie on the floor um, to recover. Uh,
0: I remember that. Uh, that was the first and hopefully only time that that will happen.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I hope so too. All right. So Alex, you've been at CUP since near its inception, seven years, you said. Would you mind telling us a bit about A Cup of Commonwealth's history and your own story about how you ended up working there? Sweet. So
2: um, our owner and founder, Salvador Sanchez, um, had been working towards his own company of some sort since he was about 16. And so he had an idea for maybe a bar, maybe a restaurant, maybe a coffee shop, and eventually along the way decided on a coffee shop. Looked at a lot of different cities all across like the Midwest and the South, and decided on Lexington. Um, and he and um, his co-founder uh, Chris Ortiz um, came to Lexington, moved to Lexington, found this cute little. Okay, not really cute. It was actually like a really dilapidated, still is a little bit hole in the wall place. Um, And uh, they had a really good deal because they offered to like kind of clean it out. So they worked out a deal with the landlord um, because it had been kind of abandoned a little bit. And so uh, they worked really hard to open it up. And on July 1st, 2013, uh, they opened up and it kind of started out um, you know, just doing like just seeing people bit by bit. And at a certain point in time, I think word just started spreading about um, these two guys who were working open to close and they were just wild and they were, you know, shouting at people and like getting to know everyone and being really intentional with customers as they came in and remembering drinks and giving away drinks and just kind of like dancing behind the bar and stuff like that. And so um, it kind of started growing over time. And um, one big thing that we are really proud of that Sal kind of brought from um, an idea he'd had at a previous job was this thing called pay it forward and it started as people could just buy drinks for other people and they'd write it on a piece of butcher paper so on the behind the bar it would just like have a few you know ideas of like a a coffee for a single mom or any drink for um, someone who's had a bad day or any drink for someone who sings a breeze as a song or something like kind of just silly and they thought there'd just be like a couple like a handful um and it really exploded to the fact that every to the point that every single day they had to like take down the butcher paper and like rewrite new ones cross off old ones and they just had like sheets and sheets of butcher paper and then a customer kind of came in was like why don't you just put these on a sleeve and then you're not wasting paper and you don't have to rewrite them all the time they're like oh yeah like great idea that makes so much sense sometimes you just have to step back and be the outsider um kind of giving the the good ideas so this customer still to this day his name is uh david coomer he comes in regularly and it was was his idea so it's really fun um to see the pay it forwards grow so like someone can go in and look on the wall and see like oh this is a drink that has my name on it or this is a drink that applies to me um in this way or another or I know someone that this drink applies to um and there are so many there which is really really I think a testament to the community around us so anyways that was a big thing in the beginning that I think also helped Um, spread the word. Um, And so then fast forward to in December of 2013, um, we were broken into in the middle of the night and um, there was like a glass shattered. And it's this really like long, intricate story that every time Sal tells it, I like tear up. It's really a beautiful story, but essentially um, the like drawer was taken or the money was taken. And in the morning, they were like telling customers like hey we can't give you change sorry we have to wait till the bank opens we don't have money and people just started being like here here's a 20 keep the change here's a 20 keep the change let me buy it, pay it forward for someone someone brought a piggy bank to collect money someone brought like wood to repair the window and that was like a huge like i think turning point where the community really like i think took over what cup was um so that was all within the first year i mean the first like six months um So that's been just like a huge, I think foundation for who we are and for that mission statement, it really like put to life that mission statement. Um, And then as far as like when I started, I was just really needing a job um, and didn't really know, I was like fairly newly married and had like transitioned out of another job and I just didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And I was like, oh, this shop's cool, let me apply. Um and I was like I'm sure I'll be if I get the job I'll be there like 6 months stops. So
1: and here we are. Here you are 7 years later. <laughs> Which is beautiful. I love that it's such a good place to work that people do stay around for so long. Yeah, definitely. Emma, what's your story about how you got started at Cup?
3: So, I actually wasn't looking for a job at all. I had a friend that um reached out to me because he i guess knew that i loved sweet things and we were opening up chocolate holler um and my previous work history was at a donut shop um being a cake decorator and then also um, making and serving gelato so it only kind of made sense to transition into chocolate and coffee um just furthering my dessert knowledge sorry if you guys can hear a little cat meows in my answer
1: Uh, do not be sorry for that that is enhancing this
3: (laughs) But um, yeah, I started because he reached out to me and was like, hey, you should come work for this cool um, coffee and chocolate shop that we're opening up. So I applied and very quickly during the interview process, I was like, okay, actually, I really want to work with these people. They seem super cool and the um, things that they're interested in and the way that they serve the community just seemed so enticing to me. So
1: I'm glad that I got the job. I'm glad too. When I interviewed I think you were not one of the ones no you were one of the ones that interviewed me in the second round so like a whole cycle now you're bringing yeah. people on the team and it's awesome
3: um yeah, Jake so has
1: is. since disappeared from the background but I think he's still, he's still here um possibly it's something to do with the cat meows that yes it is he's I trying just, to trap the yeah, cat just
0: out traps the cat in Matt's room so
1: oh I was kind of hoping you were actually
0: bringing him closer oh. <laughs> No, he would continue to cry then. Got it.
1: Well, we'll move on then. Jake, same question. What's your story about how you got started at CUP?
0: So I started um, around the same time that Emma did, just like two weeks later. Um, I came on as, um, or just basically thinking in my mind, this is going to be a college job, make a little bit extra money. Um, and look really cool while doing it because you know in my mind being a barista is super cool and uh, you get to make everybody's drinks and um, you know like talk to people and stuff like that which you know I look back at it now and I really did not like talking to people at that time so I don't know why I was so (laughs) interested in doing that but uh, I'm glad that I did because I felt like I learned so much about Um, how to enjoy um, like not only my job but life um, and the people around me so um, yeah it it was like a really funny I started just picking up or doing it to make a little bit extra money um, and then kind of fell in love with coffee and you know learning more about just the industry so
1: Yeah. And now you're resident coffee expert. I always enjoy working with you because when people have coffee questions, you go, oh, I can tell you about that one. I went and sourced that one from Costa Rica (sighs) or other fill in the blank. Um, But I also remember being shocked when you told me that you used to not be very much of a people person because I feel like I can't even imagine that now.
0: Yeah, it definitely was something that um, I had to grow into. Um, I'm sure Alex and Emma have really good stories. Actually, for Emma, um, this is before we started dating and everything. Um, I, you know, I was a student, so I would go into a Chocolate Hauler all the time to order my coffee, and it would be really funny because it'd be my own coworkers. <laughs> And they'd be like, "Hey Jake, how's it going? Like, what are you doing today? We're, you know, blah 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 blah. I'm really excited to see you." And I'd be like, "Hey, can I get a small light roast? Um, thanks." And I would wouldn't like talk to my own coworkers at the time. Um, and I think, you know, honestly, a big part uh, uh, or a big shout out for Emma and Alex. I think both of them really took that quiet one word energy and ran with it and they're like we're gonna make fun of you in a really like light-hearted way um and make you come out of your shell some more and, and they did just that so I think uh yeah I, I think I don't know working at that place really you know It makes you sort of think outside of yourself, not only with how they're serving other people, but with how they're interacting with other people, too. It's like, oh, you don't have to just be this, you know, what you think is cool kind of person. You can, like, enjoy talking to people. Like, you know, you can enjoy conversations and even little how are you doing in the morning before your cup of coffee moments.
3: I think um, a pretty traditional, like, cup or chocolate hauler thing to do is when someone walks in the door that you know like to really hoop and holler so I know when Jake was walking in the door we were like Jake Jake Obi like referring to like all of his little mm-hmm. nicknames like dancing and I'm sure he was like I'm just trying to get coffee and go to class um, but I do think like that's the type of environment that I think a lot of times people maybe are shocked by at first but end up really like craving that like
1: I don't know family feel of sorts Yes, completely. And this is a perfect segue to one of my next questions, which was that Lex has a lot of coffee shops, and they've all got their own unique thing going on. They're all really cool. But what, in your opinion, makes CUP special? One of the things is yelling at customers. I have seen that, and bringing customers out of their comfort zone. Um, and you guys have some great stories of that. But but yeah, anybody can answer. What makes CUP special to you guys?
3: Um, I can start. I think with Cup, I feel like um, at least my understanding of it is it's always wanted to be kind of a living room type feel. So the same way that you wouldn't just like ignore someone that was coming in or leaving your living room, we want it to feel like we're hosting people Um, and we don't want it to feel super transactional. Um, So it might seem like at points robotic or repetitive for us to be like, what are you doing today? What do you have going on this weekend or things like that? Um, But we really do want to like hear about people's experiences, hear what's happening in their life. And I feel like we've created so many different relationships by pursuing those conversations. And a lot of people that um, were super quiet at first have really like grown into feeling like um, friends and almost family to the shop. And then, I don't know, I think there is something special about a coffee shop that has a big desire for like education for their staff and their customers to come into a space that you don't feel like you're doing the wrong thing or you have to be a specific way. I think we try really hard to meet the customer where they're at um, and like embrace who they are and show them who we are and just like be ourselves together. I don't know. Maybe
1: that sounds a little cheesy, but. Cheesy but but true. Yeah. Definitely see that. You actually touched on a lot of things that I want to go into, uh, which we will start right after this short break.
0: This portion of WRFL's programming is made possible in part by Broomwagon Coffee and Bikes. Located at 800 North Limestone Street, Broomwagon offers a cafe and espresso bar in addition to its full service bike shop. For more information, you can visit BroomwagonBikes.com or call 859. 859- 554 6938. WRFL, thanks Broomwagon for supporting College Radio.
1: Welcome back to Lex Talk. Today I am talking with Jake, Emma, and Alex from A Cup of Commonwealth. Alex just explained to us a bit about the background of Cup, and one of the things she touched on was the Pay It Forward system, which is a beautiful system where people can. Pay five dollars and buy any drink for anybody, or they can write on the cup a specific drink for a specific person. And my personal favorite one is I found one from 2013 where a man got one for his newborn son, got a hot chocolate for his newborn son. So that kid would now be eight math eight years old, which I I will be so excited if he actually comes in and gets it. But that's just one of the examples of a pay it forward and their cool system that they've got going. Another cool part of the shop that I think is really quirky is the blue door. Does anyone want to explain the blue door?
2: <laughs> um, the, the blue door. So to my knowledge, and there could be m- more thought that went into this, but my knowledge of how it like came to be was, it was just a color that Sal and Chris liked and they're like, or maybe it was even sitting around. That's also possible. Um, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how that exact color came to be but um what's fun about it it was like it's such a bright blue it's like a almost like a fluorescenty aqua kind of blue and um the rest of the shop I would say is maybe a little bit more like grunge (laughs) dingy um and um, just because of how old the building is, and so it's kind of like a bright spot in it, and and even like the corner of the street sometimes has oh, been no. really dark without a lot of lights, um, and so that I think has become almost like a little symbol, and now all of our stores have either a blue door, or if they don't have a door, some kind of like portion of their setup is that kind of color blue, it's just the accent of it, so.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think my understanding is similar. I feel like the what I've heard is that a lot of the coloring was very like brown or kind of like a brick red kind of just a more like deep um, not quite as like happy or noticeable colors and I think they just were like let's find like a color that's like really happy um, and will like stand out. I think it just I think you're right I think Sal and Chris just likes that color blue and they were like this is going to be what it is but okay. maybe Sal will say that's not at all the story.
1: So well, yes. the reason I asked, I'm sorry, I threw you guys off. The reason I asked is I had a customer, I feel like Cup Lore is already like popular in the community because I had a customer tell me that he was there the day that they installed the door. And then it was cause the other door got broken on break-in day, but maybe that's not what actually happened.
3: I don't think that's what happened because the on breaking day, the window was broken, but we have had several door repairs. I think we might be on our third or fourth door. Um, so we just buy a new door and paint it teal. And maybe soon people will notice that there's a new door because if you've been to the shop lately, the door is pretty tricky to use. Um, and we're on kind of the last leg of this door.
1: So soon it will be replaced. Yes. It's just another cup cork. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of the things that hopefully people are learning to love about it Um, (laughs) but another good segue what is one of your favorite quirky things about cup either the building itself or the staff. anything um
3: one thing i really like about cup and sometimes at the same time i'm like this is a little weird um i feel like it's really easy to come in and like be met with so many different things, but when you slow down or you've been in there a lot, you start noticing like, what is that thing doing up there? So they're like, there's a little hedgehog that a customer gave to us. Um, And then there's a sloth that's hanging from the bar lights um, named Sloth Brooks. And I think there's like some sort of dinosaur. There's like all these little things that if you look around, um, it's very like different than the average coffee shop. I don't think that, the aesthetic that we're going for can be even put into words. No, I don't um, think
1: so. But maybe I feel like cluttered like, chic or something. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Shabby chic. Um, we really <laughs> have a shabby chic aesthetic. Um, but I don't know. I think there's just little things that um, maybe you don't know the story to and you just think, oh, that's funny. But when you know the story to it, it's like, oh, that's really cool that someone brought that in and thought of us or someone made us a homemade jetpack or. I don't know, there's just so much history and so many gathered items that have such deep meaning.
1: Does Anybody else have any particularly favorite quirks?
0: Yeah, you know, I think for me, it's um, the nicknames. So a danger of sticking around the uh, of Commonwealth staff for too long is eventually they get bored of your regular names and they'll <laughs> yes. want to call you just anything that they can think of off the top of your head um i mean on our staff we have um you know like joey doodle we have um better um refer- and butter. And for a man butter. named
1: matt i'd like to clarify <laughs> yes <laughs> Yep.
0: um alex great, like thankfully started the nickname obby for me <laughs>
3: Which then turned into Abawubba, Abachino, Abadabab. Dub Dub. So Dubby. many
1: names, Yeah. And I think customers are definitely not immune to this either. Um, oh, especially definitely if they have a tab and you're writing their name every time and it just gets more and more abbreviated until then you're just calling them the abbreviated version and they yeah. seem to be fine with it. just Say that's yeah. my name now. Kevin think, Taco. Uh, Sorry. Yes.
2: Yes. Is that I what you're going to say? Kevin
1: Taco. Yeah. <laughs> It was literally because
2: we didn't know his last name. We just knew he owned local taco. <laughs> so I
3: think like several, several new people have thought that Kevin's last name really
1: is taco because we call oh, him so. Kevin Taco so religiously. That was me, yeah. That's yeah. one of the newer ones and on stuff. And I didn't know Joseph's full name either. We have someone who comes in every day, um, Joseph Hillenmeyer, oh, yes. and he, he's just referred to as Hilly. Hilly,
2: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> There's a guy whose last name is Quagliano and I think I've been calling him Quags for a long time.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I talked to a customer the other day named Ed and I was like, Sal told me that you go by EZE. e Does anyone else call you that? And he said, Sal is the only person that's ever called (laughs) me that. So I feel like um, you don't even have to come in all the time or maybe you do come in all the time. It's pretty easy to gain a
1: nickname. Which I think might be kind of scary to some people, especially if, like Jake used to be, they just want to come in and get a cup of coffee, and then suddenly they're offered friendship on a platter. Um, (laughs) Unexpectedly. Um, But there's also quite a few cases I've heard from you all, especially working there longer, of people warming up over time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wondered if you guys had any customer stories that stand out to you in particular. Don't have to name names if we don't want to do that, but... Um, even though we just did to a lot of people, <laughs> but do you do you have any particular customer stories that either warmed your heart or stuck in your memory off the top of your head?
2: So many. I'm honestly just trying to like pick which ones. I feel like one of the more prominent ones that I hear about um, is Don.
3: Um, so Don is um, aptly named the shop grandpa. I think he feels like a grandfather to a lot of us. Um, he calls us his grandbrats. brats. It's um, very sweet. Uh, he uses a lot of pet names um, and a lot of good old country slang. Um, but he, I wasn't around. So I don't know if Alex, you want to talk more about it. Um, but when he first was coming in, he really was not like an overly friendly guy. I think was very disinterested in talking to us and we really just wore him down. I don't know if you want to elaborate Alex
2: yeah he so he came in with um his friend jack and so they were kind of like a best friend duo and jack was like the fun loving like silly laughing a lot smiling a lot guy um who would like be really interested in your life and don was he definitely wasn't like rude but he was just more to the point and like he would not really hang around that much he would just go like sit like he wouldn't hang up at at the bar like jack might um and i do remember at a certain point thinking like jack is just a lot more friendly than don i like don but don just doesn't necessarily endear me to him and then like over time it kind of shifted a little bit and then i even remember saying to don i was like don you're like our grandpa he was like nope no i'm not <laughs> blah, blah 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 i was like okay and then i don't even remember at what point that that changed and i think i said it again he was like yeah you all are my grand brats so it was kind of like a a transition over the course of like a year or so
1: beautiful
3: I think um other customers there's not like necessarily specific ones that come to mind or any that I want to out but um I think sometimes when people come in because we're so like into hearing stuff about people and asking questions I think sometimes people are a little bit caught off guard by it Um, and a lot of times we're talking to people before they've had their coffee and maybe we've been up for three hours and it's only 8am. Um, (laughs) and we're on like our second or third cup of coffee. It just depends. Um, I think sometimes they're very like standoffish to reveal much information. And then as they get to know us more and more, they, um, reveal a little bit more. And then I do feel like there are a lot of times there's like a breakthrough conversation of like, Oh, I never knew that about you. Or you find like this one thing that you can hang on to and be like, hey, like how did your deck repair end up going or something like that? Um, And I think that's when it starts to translate to like, oh, they actually do care what I'm saying. They're not just like asking to ask. Um, And then I think that opens up just like a world of um, whole new topics and conversations and just relationship building.
1: Yes, I love the intentionality that CUP staff have with really drawing people out. And I think that's because written on several of the walls is the mission to embrace community and serve others and create culture. And when we're interviewing on um, or, or interviewing for positions, you guys really ask us what that, you ask prospective employees what that means to you. And I just really think that the intention that CUP has is really cool. We're gonna take another quick break and then we will be back to talk a little bit about the pandemic and the changes that occurred.
2: WRFL's programming is made possible in part by Pearl's Restaurant. Pearl's Pizza offers wood-fired pizza, salads, and a selection of vegan options. Pearl's is located at 133 North Limestone. For more information, you can call 859-309-0321 or visit www.pearlspizzapie.com. WRFL thanks Pearl's for supporting college radio.
1: Welcome back to Lex Talk. I'm Bree and today I'm talking to Jake, Emma, and Alex from the coffee shop A Cup of Commonwealth in Lexington. Um, We've just been talking about some of the Cup community members and I feel like you can't talk with Cup staff very long without talking about community um, because it's such a cornerstone of their mission and it's just really all what they're about. So uh, segue into the effects of the pandemic. Um, You guys, are a coffee shop, so there were some issues at the beginning of the pandemic and some shutdowns. And I wondered if one of you could talk about how that went.
0: Yeah, so um, March 16th was the day that we decided um, that we were going to work as a five staff member. That included uh, Zach, Sal, Alex, Emma, and myself. Um, I think that was a really tough day for us. Um, I think, (laughs) um, it's never fun having to call a lot of people and tell them, Hey, like we have no idea when you'll be able to come back, but we're going to fight for you guys to come back. Um, and you know, that's what we did. So, uh, that was our game plan at first was it's going to be us five. We're going to work all of the hours, um, and we're going to, you know, make this happen and make this work as long as we need to, in order to bring back the rest of the staff. Um, Cause that was, our, that was always our goal was, it was never like, uh, you know, oh, we're going to, you know, it's just going to be us five until we need more help. I think it was going to be like, it's going to be us five until we can bring everybody back. Um, that was like our number one goal for sure. Um, And then in the meantime, we also wanted to make sure that those um, employees that couldn't work were taken care of. So um, I don't even remember who, but, you know, the idea of like setting up a Venmo account for our customers to send money to, um, you know, we, I think, tried to give up uh, any tips that we were getting on shift, uh, tried to get those to the employees as well. So I think, you know it was tough because we're trying to figure out what is normal, um, you know, what is safe for ourselves. But then, you know, I think during the first month of being there, it really never was out of the back of my mind. It's like, how can we help the employees of cup that can't be behind the bar right now? I think it was something that we talked about, thought about, like probably had nightmares and dreams about um all the time was like how can we take care of these people so i'm sure you guys could add on to what i'm talking about that's that's big picture stuff
3: (laughs) yeah i think um obviously the pandemic was not an easy time it's still um tricky to navigate through i think one thing that was kind of like a saving grace for us is that like we had the community behind us um, and when people come into the shop every day, it does feel like you're like serving your your friends and your family much more than like a customer um, or something like that. So I think there were a lot of people that wanted to make sure that the cup or chocolate hauler sap was taken care of. But at the same time, there was a lot of people that gave in the Venmo that had never met some of us. They just um, really love Sal or really love Zach or something like that. Um, And then there were other people that hadn't been customers in years but they knew like the people that are working at cup are worth supporting because when i was going there they were awesome or something like that just um history that was um before my time and like foundation that was laid obviously carried us through um which was super awesome i think um with the mission statement embrace community serve others create culture that's obviously like painted on our walls Um, it's on some of our t-shirts It's something we really care about, but we also make all the decisions for the company through like the window of that mission statement, like making sure that we're always factoring that in. So I think when the pandemic happened um, or when we like heard that shutdowns were coming, we just were like, okay, how can we best take care of our staff? How can we make sure that CUP makes it through this so that that way we can still serve the community and still have people around us? And it definitely made for interesting times at the beginning i think it felt very much like building a business from the ground up again um felt like we were kind of at the base of the business but very quickly we saw that like the customers once again just like break and day were just so unbelievably giving um and we realized through the years that there's far more takers than there are or far more givers than there are takers um just with the pay it forward system we probably have a thousand pay it forwards up on the wall um, and many other locations too. And I think with the Venmo account, we saw a lot more money come in than we thought would and it, um, lasted us um, far longer than we thought it would. And then with the just interactions of every day, like people bringing us food or people over tipping or just being so encouraging, um, or maybe even having a conversation that feels like very heavy uh for a traditional like barista customer interaction but knowing that like that's a place that people can come to and like really release like what they're feeling um and we can just be there with them in the moment um I know a cup of coffee is small but if that's like what we can give or provide for someone that feels like to me at least I know I've like kind of done a part in making their day a little bit brighter
1: that was so beautiful (laughs) I think CUP has been really great with how they've dealt with the pandemic just caring about customers and staff way more than making a profit and I wondered if one of you could explain maybe what it looks like now for somebody coming into the shop um, who maybe hasn't been there before
2: yeah so with uh like covid protocols specifically for that part of it it is going to be you know masks and i don't see that going away anytime soon um we it's instead of that blue door being the enter and exit door it's just the exit door where we've kind of like brought people in through main street um which is a little different and there's no dine-in seating which is like one of the hardest parts um uh just like missing that a lot but knowing it is like the best way to keep people safe right now um and of course like a ton of extra cleaning and sanitizing and hand sanitizer everywhere and all that kind of stuff um and different things like putting like cups on a tray and handing it to people so that they can take the cup off the tray you don't have to have any contact Um, there's a ton of different things like that where we've tried to eliminate or at least mitigate like contact between um people's hands and stuff and um so there's all those little things that honestly i was thinking about the other day do just feel so normal now which like on one hand is nice because it's easier but it's also just kind of like dang like this is crazy because at one point we're like trying to figure this out and now this is just so like commonplace um But yeah, I think like as far as when people come in or so it's still carry out and then um, or it's still curbside and we do delivery and then we also have carry out. Um, So whatever, we always tell people like whatever's easier for you, whatever you feel is safest, whatever you want to do and we'll kind of, you know, meet you where you're at. Um, And hopefully at some point we'll be able to add dine in down the road when we feel like that's the right call and we look forward to that day.
1: Yeah, I was going to mention there still isn't dining right now. What is something that you all are looking forward to about when we can all congregate together again?
3: I think um, something that's pretty distinct about CUP um, and probably makes people feel uncomfortable at first. Um, a lot of times when we're having like busy season, like maybe it's midterms um, for the colleges around us people are sitting at the table and will oftentimes be like, Hey, do you mind if so-and-so shares this with you or something like that? Um, I think a lot of times it ends up fostering a lot of conversations that people just don't anticipate having. But I think the more traditional American coffee shop experience is like, I'm going, I'm going to get my work done and I'm not like looking around and not trying to talk to people. Um, this is like about me, which is totally fine. I think, obviously there's people there that like need to have that experience or just want that. And that's fine. That's what I love about having so many coffee shops in Lexington is that you really can get something that's like the perfect um, version for you. And I think with cup having like that shared experience or creating relationships with people is really interesting. There are people that like have Thanksgiving together that didn't know each other before they came into the shop, but because they created these relationships and maybe shared a table one day, now they feel like basically kid to each other. Obviously, that's like the more extreme version of what's happening. Sometimes people just become casual acquaintances. But I do think there's a lot of examples of people becoming good friends or things like that, um, just from those conversations that you wouldn't expect to have that are happening there.
1: Yeah, totally. And there's been weddings and um, parties and what else at Cup? I'm sure I'm missing more. Engagements? Well, you guys can yeah. not get engaged at Cup, but Jake and Emma met at Cup, I think, right? There's
3: um, several customers, too, that I think have been engaged either at a Cup of Commonwealth, like gotten engaged there or um, staff that have or um, at Chocolate Holler. We've had a surprising amount of engagements. And I think there's someone that's been married inside of the Chocolate Holler building. I had a that's customer amazing. say that like, Maybe they had their first date there and they got engaged there, and they were like, "We're expecting a baby." And I was like, "I guess your baby has to have their first steps here." It only they've got to name so, it
1: after one of the baristas yeah. and or yeah. just chocolate holler.
3: <laughs> I think chocolate
1: holler is a beautiful baby name. Me too. C H. People ask what it stands for. There
0: you go. Chocolate holler. <laughs> yeah. Cho-ho for short.
1: Yes. <laughs> Again, a general question to anyone. If Cup had a theme song, what do you think it would be?
0: Oh my gosh. Probably whatever Zach and Alex could make up on the spot. I do
3: think (laughs) it would be a homemade theme song for sure. Like, I don't think it's
2: a song already. Um, Kind of like.
0: I'm imagining
2: Zach's Kermit voice. Oh, Oh, no.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's something, like, along the lines of Fergie's national anthem. Like, it's <laughs> definitely, like, right in line with that, where so it's, like, like, just cringe enough.
1: Yes, Maybe. uncomfy, but still somehow people keep but, listening like, dramatic, to it
2: yeah and like theatrical like it, it could even be like a medley like i'm seeing some like lame is in there maybe some like "Share." do you believe in life after love
3: oh yeah. yeah i definitely
1: feel
2: like there's some like thriller mixed in there yeah Ooh, definitely <laughs> thriller yeah
1: well my mm-hmm. plan was to play whatever song you guys said at the end of the show but never <laughs> mind <laughs> i'll I see if honestly- zach wants to do a demo The more that
2: I'm thinking about it, Thriller, I think, would encompass a lot of it because Sal really loves Michael Jackson and at one point knew the dance. I tried to get him to teach me. He refused, yada, yada. Um, But, you know, so that could be a good one. That could be a good one.
0: It could be that Benny and the Jets song. Oh, I think of that, uh, or I think of Alex every time I hear that song.
2: I love that song. That's such a good one. They're really, we honestly just need a big mixtape yeah oh yeah that would be so fun yeah. <laughs> we should make a cup mix tape.
1: yeah a most <laughs> commonly heard weird. songs that the pandora just keeps playing regardless oh of the station in the shop <gasps> yeah.
2: yeah and we could put it on spotify because um there's on spotify there's star lord's zune which is the playlist that apparently star lord from guardians of the galaxy is listening to on his
3: uh-huh.
2: um walkman so,
3: you're I off. really it's...
2: hope that
1: this happens. <laughs> Jake, could you explain to us a little bit about the history of Magic Beans and the connection to Cup?
0: Yes. So... He's wearing a Magic
1: Beans t-shirt, by the way,
0: for, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's an
1: authority on the subject.
0: Yeah, I'm in my uh, uniform. Um, <laughs> for Magic Beans, Magic Beans um, existed long before Cup uh, of Commonwealth acquired it. Um, we kind of took it over from Skylar. Uh, he was the person that ran it before us for years and years and years, um, built a, he built up a bunch of accounts, built up like some production of how it's roasted and, um, how it's packaged and everything like that. And then in 2017, Alex, 16, 17, 26,
2: 17 six seven it was
0: it was like that that winter it was like that 2016 about to be 2017 time
2: i I think we i think we just hit four years so 17 i think you're right okay cool anyway
0: (laughs) anyway birthday's january 4th so that makes sense um that we took it over um, then. And, you know, since then, obviously, Magic Beans has been roasting for um, all of the A Commonwealth shops. Um, but then we were also able um, to, like, build relationships with um, some of the vendors that Skylar had um, and keep those uh, as well as, like, grow um, different, you know, wholesale customers based off of, like, connections that we had, uh, whether it was through Sal or Um, Joe will or Zach um, or myself, uh, you know, just slowly pick up customers here and there. Um, The most recent, I guess, new thing with Magic Beans has been the Bellwether, which is like a sort of a smaller roaster. It's like a little sister um, coffee roasting brand um, that is inside of a cup of Commonwealth. Um, And it looks like a vending machine roast. Five pounds of coffee at a time, but um, does a pretty good job. So,
2: um, just just to confirm slash deny what we were saying, it's
1: it was 2016. So, got it. I was gonna say December 31st, 2016
3: to <laughs> 2017. New
1: December
3: 31st at 11:59 p.m. <laughs> 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 right as the ball dropped, we acquired. Gas <laughs> <Yeah. defense. laughs>
1: Jake, you were saying earlier that you love espresso in all forms, um, and you know a lot about magic beans, um, and you're wearing the t-shirt, as we said. What is your favorite roast slash coffee?
0: Oh, that's, okay, it is an easy one. I talk about it so much. Um, It, so it is, with magic beans, probably a little bit biased saying that, um, but Uh, We have a Costa Rica that we direct trade with La Manita. Um, And we got to travel to Costa Rica last or February of 2020. Crazy. Um, And to go to, yeah, to travel. And then, you know, we got to go to the farm, like really check out the, you know, how coffee is grown and, you know, processed and shipped and everything just like learned so much about the coffee um not only that but like I don't know just had an awesome time like picking the coffee cherries off of the trees or like uh enjoying our amazing cup of coffee with the most beautiful view ever so you know it's it's weird because it's like when you can I I can talk about beer on this show right yeah totally WRFL, it's let's college it radio. Yeah. If like... you're
3: under 21, don't listen to this part. <laughs> so,
0: whenever, you know, people like drink, I think it's Corona, they're like, find your beach or something like that. Um, for me, it really is like when I drink the Costa Rica coffee, it's like I'm staring at this mountainside, like there's the sun setting and I just had ceviche that was out of this world. Um, so every time I drink that Costa Rica coffee from Magic Beans, I'm transported to that. To Good that to know,
1: moment. if you get a far away look in your eyes behind the bar, that that's where you are. <laughs> <laughs> so we are running out of time, unfortunately, but I do wanna hear from each of you about a dream that you have for Cup's future. Ooh. You can take your time big question
2: two things that i have always wanted to see with cup besides now i feel like it's just like i just want to see people congregated together again but i think that's everyone's dream in life right now but um i have always wanted a rooftop uh with like like a rooftop garden situation with coffee so like people can just go to the roof to eat or to drink um and then my second one, which is probably less realistic and I usually get made fun of is I want to have a location at the beach and it would be like, you know, brews on the beers, brews beach. Are we Sometimes. talking
1: like an actual beach or like we created a beach in Lexington? No, 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 like like the paddling pool. Wow. It's corona.
0: You open up a beer and you're pretending the beach.
1: <laughs> so Jake can literally <laughs> sit by the beach and drink his cup. What would happen? That would be an overload. Yeah. No, I just
2: want there to be like, you open a new location, like in North Carolina or California or something like that, where I can literally serve coffee and look at the ocean. That, that's a dream I feel is less realistic, but don't squash my dreams, you know.
3: Not squashing it on that, Alex. I feel like <laughs> some days I dream of when I've worked for this company for thirty years, which is inevitable. Um, will they let me open up an ice cream shop on the beach? Uh, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I think a dream that I have um, is definitely like we have a big desire to grow the shops and like just have more locations. I think the idea of bringing the mission statement and bringing like the culture and environment that the shops encompass to different areas is really cool. Um, and maybe one day we'll be able to venture beyond um, like coffee, I don't know exactly what that would look like, but I think it'd be cool to kind of diversify the different things that we're able to bring to either the Lexington community or elsewhere. Um, I don't know. It's a very vague dream. And I think that's what makes it feel achievable to me. Beautiful. <laughs> Jake?
0: Yeah. You know, I think I'm with them as far as like continuing to explore locations or um, other avenues of like what a cup of commonwealth could be. Um, for me personally, I'm a little more selfish. I'm going to talk about magic beans. Mm -hmm. Something I would love to do is more, um, origin trips with Mm -hmm. magic beans, like being able to travel to more countries to look at the coffee that they have there, you know, build those relationships with direct trade. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, kind of growing that like sourcing department that a of Commonwealth could step into at some point.
1: Those are all so beautiful and I hope they come true in the near future. Alex, just real quick, would the garden be on top of the Eastern Ave building? Probably not. Just
2: like another location that had a roof suitable for a a rooftop.
1: Got it. I can't even imagine the roof right now, but I really want that to happen. Now I'm trying to imagine Chocolate Holler's roof as well. That's yeah, a possibility. so
2: I I have brought it up many times, and I have learned that um it has to be like you know made for that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't just boring, boring. stupid <laughs> <laughs> like laws and zoning things. laws <laughs> yeah um so you have to like have a roof that is like yeah zone not zoned but um built for a bunch of people to be on it so it can't we can just be-
3: have people sign waivers yeah like an amusement park <laughs> yeah exactly perfect oh my goodness I was thinking
1: if we have a garden then you could use the coffee grounds make your own compost oh put it in the garden be a closed loop system
2: yeah honestly I really I do think that it would be very possible I would really love to have some kind of garden for stuff we tried to grow plants we still try to grow plants we still do
1: try and it's sad but-
2: one, at one point, we had like maybe a solid two or three weeks where we had several plants growing. And we were like, this is sweet. We're going to have mint and lavender. And then eh.
1: that's so funny. That is not a long period of time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think we were hopeful. And then it's like, Hoo.
3: I think we quickly learned that we should have researched what type of plants grow in like the windows that we mm-hmm. have. Just because we yes. only have like one direction of windows. I couldn't tell you what direction it is but um i think that was her
2: downfall yeah Yeah. they need direct light and it was not getting direct light (laughs)
1: yeah well we've talked about some successes of cup and the community it brings together and some room for improvement namely plants (laughs) and i'm just so thankful for you guys coming on the show today and i'm just happy to be your co-workers as well so thanks so much guys yeah thank you for having us. Surprise bonus material. So after pressing stop on the recording, I asked if Jake, Emma, and Alex would mind giving their rendition of the Cup of Commonwealth song, which they said earlier would be some kind of mix of a whole bunch of other songs slash random noises. So this is the Cup of Commonwealth song, just to give a taste of what a Cup of Commonwealth is like for those who have never been there. Brace yourself. What are we
0: saying? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, you're ready? <laughs> are you going? Are you go ready? ahead. You count us down, Alex.
2: Go
0: okay. Go.
1: Wait.
2: No, <laughs> uh, five, loud, six, seven,
1: eight. This is Thriller, oh, this is Thriller oh, oh. trust
2: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. sustainability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace community, my <serve laughs> <baby>, oh. <laughs> <ba, ba>, <laughs> Thriller. Thriller.